We are here today to do a podcast on the recent E3 conference and our thoughts on the trailers and the things that we saw. I am community liaison for Free Play Arcade, Arthur Williams. Joining me is... Hi, I'm Stephanie. I'm the administrative assistant over here. I help out with random miscellaneous projects around the office. It would be too long to explain. But anyway, (laughs) we should also introduce our awesome Josh over here. Uh, I'm Josh. I'm the head technician at Free Play. He's able to keep all the games running, which is incredible because we have a lot of them. Nobody wants to play broken games. I don't. No. (laughs) So, yeah, uh, the first thing that I saw at E3 was Microsoft's press conference. Uh, that particular day, there was an incredible storm, and it took out like all the power east yeah. of 75 and <laughs> knocked a crane down onto the apartment complex. Did you catch up on all the stuff? Well, that was the thing. We were able to watch it over spotty cell phone internet connectivity, and so we were able to see it at very low resolution, so it was not Bad necessarily nothing. as breathtaking and brilliant as it would have been if we you know, had a... We, we actually ended up uh, using my phone as a Wi-Fi hotspot to watch it on my friend's TV, and that was the only way that we could get enough internet to do it. But it was a pretty impressive show. Uh, there was actually one thing before Microsoft, which I'm was sure. EA Play. Oh, yeah? I missed that one. Press conference. Uh, you didn't miss anything, really. <laughs> they, they had one interesting thing uh, that I want to mention, but it was also in Microsoft's thing, and that's the new Star Wars game from Respawn Entertainment, Star Wars, uh, Jedi Fallen Order. Yes. Which I'm going to play because (laughs) I'm desperate for a Star Wars game that doesn't just retell the stories from the movies. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, I'm not sure we really needed another young white male Jedi main character. (laughs) Uh, I feel like we've had a lot of those. We could have done something a little different. You could say that for a lot of video games, though. It's just, I just like, in the world of Star Wars, I'm more interested in not playing a Jedi. Um, but what they're gonna they're gonna do Jedi because that's what's popular, and I'm, I'm gonna take what they what I can get, and the this cells, is what I can get. Man. But it's probably gonna play well because respawn. They've done good games, you know. They've done Titanfall, they did Apex Legends, so it's probably gonna play good. All right, just curious, if you could pick your own race class, whatever for Star Wars, what would your first choice be? Uh, I remember in Star Wars Galaxies, I played a Trandoshan like smuggler, so. <laughs> You know, I, we haven't really gotten a Star Wars game where you're a smuggler, right? Like that would be pretty cool. Like we, one of, a smuggler is one of the biggest characters in Star Wars, and you just there hasn't been a lot of like that sort of thing. It's always you're a rebel or or an imperial or you're a Jedi or something. I think being like a run of the mill stormtrooper sounds really interesting to me, but you'd have to make it kind of like Lemmings, where there's a whole bunch of you or something, and they're all dying all the time. So they, they did do anything. They did do. Uh, a game that was pretty fun on Xbox where you were a clone trooper, uh, huh. Republic Commando, where <clears throat> there was actually a squad of four clone troopers and they had very Ninja Turtles-esque personalities. So <laughs> I think I remember had, seeing yeah, this. You had your sort of Donatello character and your Leonardo character and so on. And that was pretty cool. All right. Well, Microsoft, the thing that I remember the most about that was obviously uh, Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Uh, and who introduced Cyberpunk? Well, he didn't really introduce so much. Just came out halfway through. <laughs> he introduced the release date. That's yeah. true, which is important, by the way. Keanu Reeves is, I think, more popular now than he's ever been, which is incredible. You because know, he, I want Keanu Reeves to be my <laughs> motivational expert. I want to wake up in the morning and he says, "No, you're breathtaking." Yeah, that was. No, oh, thank you. <laughs> thank you, Keanu Reeves. Thank you. Keanu Reeves, also known to kids as. Fortnite guy. Okay. Huh? <laughs> uh, so there are, there's a skin in Fortnite that mm-hmm. they introduced previously that everybody called John Wick because it looked like John Wick. Yeah. And then John Wick 3 came out and they actually had a John Wick skin. <laughs> there was a bit of, uh, we'll put it in heavy quotation marks, controversy over this because. People who had bought the previous skin that they bought because it looked like John Wick were now mad that they didn't just get the new John Wick skin for free and blah, <laughs> oh, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. But, but the there's a lot of people, a lot of young people who play Fortnite who really only know Keanu Reeves 
because he's in Fortnite with the John Wick skin. So apparently there have been a lot of kids walking up to Keanu Reeves and calling him Fortnite guy. <laughs> Fantastic. And his character actually looks pretty interesting in Cyberpunk 2077. I think that the, that game was the most impressive of the whole show to me. Uh, I the agree. visuals were great. The, uh, the tone of the everything that I saw was awesome. I thought that the fight scene where the guy was turning his arms and knives and trying to fight off everyone was really well well rendered. And I don't know. I'm looking forward to playing it. I, I guess you guys are. We we now have, yeah. yeah we now have a release date <laughs> April uh, next year. April mm-hmm. 16th. Uh, I've read I read a little bit more information about the demo in the game. Uh-huh. Uh, there was there's some concerns about the combat, but they still got time to kind of work out uh, the combat. Pretty much everything else they said, like the world exploration and stuff, you can just drive around and do quests, and that's and that's great. apparently supposed to be really good. Keanu Reeves' character, in case you were wondering, is called Johnny Silverhand, <laughs> uh, and he is a rocker boy. He oh, is yeah. what in the original Cyberpunk would be a, called a rocker boy class because he is a rock star turned vigilante, basically. That makes sense. Um, any other games that you're excited about? I saw during the indie scene of the Microsoft conference was Killer Queen Black. That actually looks kind of interesting to me. Yeah, it's a different game from the arcade Killer Queen. And, oh, so what's, uh, how it makes it different than the arcade version? It zooms in, right? So mm-hmm. Killer Queen, you have this large play field and you're supposed to look at everywhere at the same time. And uh, Killer Queen Black, uh, you can only see a small portion of the screen, so you don't actually really know what's going on elsewise. And beyond that, I think you can throw the berries and a few other items just as you will. And so it actually changes the uh, the gameplay quite a bit from the arcade game that we've been playing up at Free Play Arlington. Um, it also maxes out at eight players instead of ten. Oh, did it? That, huh. Wow. I actually when kind they, of like that change. When they announced it last year, that's what I remember, because they're going to have it on Switch, and you want to be able to have, like, four people playing on one Switch and four people playing on the other Switch, so it maxes out at eight players. That, that makes, makes a lot of sense, yeah. Or, you know, any other console, really. Like, you can't you can't put five people on your PS4, so you want people... Yeah, that does make sense. ...all playing on one screen. And, and it also looked like there were, like, weapon drops. Like, you could pick up weapons of some kind. There was some sort of... Yeah, huh. and I, I can't say much more about that because I haven't paid that much attention to it. But they changed stuff somehow. To be fair, they only spent like a couple of seconds on it. It was in passing with all the other indie games on there. Which, speaking of indie games, Way to the Woods, that looked really interesting. Did y'all remember the trailer for that one? Yes, where you are a deer. Yes, line uh, of antlers. Yeah, you're a deer uh, escorting a fawn around in a post-apocalyptic world. I feel like this wasn't the first time I've seen something from this game. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. But yeah, the the, the lighting antlers looks really cool. Yeah. And the music the was wonderful. It was beautiful. And yeah, it looks like oh, an indie game I'd like to play. So that's yeah. cool. And it's following the trend of indie games lately of making wanting to make us cry a lot, I assume. Yes. So, so it's going to have a baby's mother death yeah. towards the end. <laughs> Hopefully not, but I wouldn't be surprised if it happens. Uh, I used to play Fancy Star Online 2 back before it I guess it still hasn't had an American release. Uh, we downloaded the client, and there was actually an English hack translation. So me and my friends used to play it. So I was kind of pleased to see that it's coming to Xbox One. Uh, Only kind of. I, I literally I, screamed in excitement, and tears were coming down from my eyes. <laughs> I am not exaggerating. I am so excited for this game. I used to play Fantasy Star Online all the time yeah. when I was little <laughs> and over at my friend's house because I didn't have a Dreamcast. Oh, and that, yeah. that's a shame. Well, she had a Dreamcast, and I was over there all the time, so I got my fair share of it. Uh, <laughs> no, it was, it was great. Fancy Star Online, too. Uh, I want it so bad. I never played, it's the same name, Fancy Star Online 2, on the Dreamcast, because you actually had to pay a monthly service fee, and Te- that was... Technically, Episode 2. It was Episode yes, 2? Yes, All right, thank you. <laughs> well, that makes this title make a lot more sense to me, actually, after all these years. But, uh, so, Fancy Star Online 2 coming to Xbox One, I'm going to... Played some more, so I, why not? I was excited to see that we were finally getting it in English. I was less excited that it was on Xbox One, but at least Same. that means there will be a PC version. Yes. <laughs> I am kind of tempted to buy an Xbox One just so I can play Fantasy Star Online too. <sighs> Battletoads. Battletoads! So, so like, <laughs> I the animation looks cool. It uh, does. I, I like the art style for it. I don't know if... There's that many people 
clamoring for a new Battletoads. It was an internet meme a while ago. People used to call GameStop. And a for more information ago. about GameStop, you could see a previous <laughs> podcast where we talk about how that company's not doing so well. How I used to be a call center representative at GameStop, and we got those prank calls about Battletoads all the time. When was this? Um couple of years ago probably really? no more than four oh, wow. or five years ago still like i remember that yes. from from many years ago like around 2010 it, it was, didn't die it was a joke why i mean it wasn't that funny ever why because these are bored people calling call centers for oh, a joke man. that's why but yeah battle tits a large style looks awesome i agree i the behind the back view for what was I guess supposed to be analog to the third stage from the original the Turbo Tunnel, which is where most people that were about my age would rent the game, get that far, quit, then saves the hardest game of all time, and we're just completely <laughs> incorrect. But that's neither here nor there. I did not like the over the shoulder view while they're on the speeder bikes. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, that I feel was like, awkward. I don't know. I, I hope that it's a fun game. I hope that it's uh, good, challenging, whatever. Uh, I will definitely play the game. Yeah. So. <laughs> but motorbikes, those are fun. Also cars, Forza Horizon. Did y'all see the Lego DLC? I'm I excited. I did and was perplexed by it. Uh, it's you don't it's need a cool reason. looking. It's Legos. Right? You don't need a reason. But Forza, the Forza series seems to cater to a very specific type of gamer that's really into cars. Like, yes. I remember one of them, one of the big deals was you could open the hood and look at the engines. And I'm like, well, that's... Cool. I know there's people out there that are into that. And great for them, but, like, I, I'm i not really a engine guy. I mean, what am I going to do with this? Well, Legos are not like cars. Well, maybe the whole point of them doing that is trying to expand their audience, try to get more kids interested in the I games. Mean, yeah, that's definitely somewhere to go. And I think it'd be actually kind of neat if they opened the hood on a Lego car and you see, like, Lego pistons pumping. See, I'd be excited about that. Like, I think that'd be cool. I really do. I think the I think the Lego DLC is awesome, and, and I know for a fact my husband will buy it, and so <laughs> that means I will get to get to play it as well and see the awesome Legos. But yeah, they had a, a McLaren. I don't remember what model car it was, but uh, on stage made it entirely out of Legos. Yes, it was pretty cool. I want that car so bad. <laughs> Legos are awesome. I, what other ones? I tend to like? zone out when they start talking about car games or sport games. Surprisingly, sports, very little sport games from any of the press conferences. That did surprise me. Now, given that I missed EA, did they not talk about Madden or anything? Uh, one of them mentioned Madden, but I can't remember which one. It was like super briefly, I think. Hmm. That or I was too busy looking at Twitter, geeking out about all the other games to really look. I'm not a big Madden person. I tried to get into the <laughs> series, but I'm just not a big sports person. They, they did so. have something in Microsoft that the polygon videos you referred to as the dad break where they announced <laughs> where dad they announced break. the uh age of empires 2 definitive edition that is not the first remaster of age of empires 2 which is an excellent game by the way yeah and they also announced a new microsoft flight simulator mm. which they have not actually made yes. one in quite a long time yeah and that's the first flight sim microsoft has made that's gonna be on console so that was actually pretty big news mm-hmm. it was and it looked really cool and it that's not my type of thing awesome. but like, i could get behind that yeah i mean again it's it's not exactly the game for me but man those visuals were incredible they were like the, the amount of scenery that you could see and the, the cities you could fly over and the, the planes just looked awesome like that, that is a good looking game. Yes. Bravo to all the devs out there. That looks beautiful. I hope it plays just as beautiful. <laughs> um, only other one that I wrote down that was as excited about, and I won't spend that long of a time on it, was um, Borderlands 3. I'm biased though, because my husband works <laughs> on the game. So that's I'll why I'm mentioning it. it. Um, I, I really enjoyed Borderlands 2. I mean, it's kind of how I met my husband. So again, geeking out about this. And the DLC is free if you already have the Handsome Collection. The Commander Lilith and the Battle for Sanctuary. I haven't played it yet, just because parenting a toddler takes up a lot of time. Um, but it's supposed to be a prequel to the story of the third game, right? Yes, it is a prequel to the story of the third game. I will have to get more information about it, because I doubt i will have time to play it unfortunately but it does look really cool i'm excited about it i mean i'm always down for having more co-op stuff agreed um, and the uh i i have some more stuff like there's a few like quick mentions there was an indie game that they had called 12 minutes 
Uh, oh, that yeah. looked real interesting where the whole thing is from a top-down perspective, seems to be set only in one location, no small apartment, mm-hmm. and you're stuck in a time loop that I presumably is 12 minutes long. Probably. Yeah. Um, but it's just like you, you, you loop is, over and over and you're yeah. trying to to, to uh, figure out what's, what's going on. Like it starts with... <clears throat> uh, a husband and a, and a wife or boyfriend and girlfriend talking and and he talks about how you know she's about to be there's a guy who's about to come in and, and accuse her of murder because he's already been stuck in the loop and mm-hmm. and so you got to try to figure out what's going on so that looked interesting it did um and i'm certainly some of my favorite games from last year were games that i could finish in five hours or less uh and that that's probably what that's gonna be yeah right. uh, uh there's a new DBZ game coming out that is an action RPG. That one. That's right. Um, that looked really cool. I wasn't I wasn't super interested until they said action RPG. Uh, if it's just like if it's an action RPG where it plays through a condensed version of the entire DBZ storyline, that could be that could be. Cool. I, it definitely be could cool. be. I don't know. Um, it's just different from their usual fighting game genre. Which don't get yeah. me wrong, the, the fighting games are a lot of fun, but it's something different. It's exciting that they don't normally do. I'm. Uh, I'll hope that it's a good game. Um, well, yeah, I think that. we all hope that. <laughs> we'll yeah. see when it comes out. They showed off some more of The Outer Worlds, yes. which is a game coming from the studio that did New Vegas, which is one of the best modern Fallout. That so. explains the reasons why I hear a lot of people comparing it to Fallout. Uh, and so that, that's looking pretty cool. It does. That's it not new. Good. It's nothing new, but... Yeah, so there's a the Blair Witch game coming. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that was a really big movie about the end of when I was in high school. And it, it was really revolutionary or whatever. And it ends with uh, one of the guys just standing in a corner. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they're showing this this uh, video game trailer. And I, you don't know what it is. And there's a guy in the corner. And I'm like, is this Blair Witch? And it's like <laughs> a really interesting property to try to bring back and make a survival horror game out of. So I don't know. That could be really cool. I don't know. As long as they don't continue the bad trend of turning movies into video games, and most of them are terrible. Not all, but it yeah. seems to be a common trend, <laughs> and especially vice versa. Although Detective Pikachu turned out all right, but it was okay. Well, I, I'm not saying it's like an Academy Award no, winner, but no, no, no. <laughs> it was enjoyable. I hope they try to turn vice versa into a video game. Right? Shoot. <laughs> Two people will get that joke. Nobody's heard of that. <laughs> I have no idea. Movie. Um, there's also the sequel to Ori coming out. Yes. Ori and the Wills of the Wisp. Uh, very beautiful animation in those mm-hmm. games. I played I played the first one. I thought it was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, the sequel, I mean, I'd get it no matter what, but it also looks really good. Yeah. Yes. Um, another game that, uh, you know, I'm pumped for, but it's nothing new. Psychonauts 2. They show off some more Psychonauts 2. Yeah. Uh, more interestingly, Double, uh, Fine. Double Fine has been yeah. <laughs> uh, added to the Microsoft Indie Game Studio, whatever they're calling it. Uh, there's also, they also showed off a really old ring, an Elden Ring. An Elden Ring? Elden yes. Ring from software uh, title being done with George R.R. R. Martin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that my husband's stoked about that game. The, the guys I was watching with were really interested with the fact yeah. that Martin was writing it. Uh, I couldn't tell much about it other than it, it seemed to definitely be taking on after Tolkien styling. Well, it, it has all the, I mean, it has all the typical from software uh, Souls type things. Mm-hmm. There was fire, there was ash. You know, there was a guy beating on a <laughs> yeah. anvil with a hammer. You know, it, so it, no gameplay. It was just uh, like a teaser cinematic thing. We'll probably hear more about that in the coming year. Yeah. Most likely. And then the, uh, the last thing from Microsoft Conference, there was another indie game that they showed real briefly, but I saw some more about it later called Spiritfarer, uh, where you, it's based off of like the myth of Karen, where you're the fairy man for the dead. But interestingly, like it has a building aspect to it. You huh. build and you're basically you're ferrying souls and you're trying to fulfill their last wishes. But Probably one of the best things is like the animation style is really great. And uh, there was a character who was clearly just a snake in a robe. Uh, <laughs> not like a snake person, like an actual snake. Cause like huh. one one hand coming out of one sleeve was the, the, the end of the tail. And the other hand was like the snake curving out and then back. <laughs> uh, also, you can hug anybody. You can hug anybody in the game. You can hug anybody, and you have a little cat that follows you around. You can also hug the cat. 
So <laughs> well, that sounds neat. I want the cat. Yeah. Uh, it it just it looks uh, really interesting. Uh, it's probably also going to be very emotional. Probably. And you can hug anybody. I just want to reemphasize that you can hug anybody in the game. Why do I keep going to like Undertale where people chant "Hug that goat, <laughs> hug that goat"? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Aside from that, I mean, you had Gears of War Five, you had New Halo. I don't even know what they're up to now. Six, maybe seven. They sure. did look really neat. They they're fine. not Infinite. the type of games I play, but Halo they look Infinite. pretty awesome. Was that the name of the game? Yes. All right. <laughs> well, there must have been a few more Halos that I missed then. <laughs> but yeah, that looked fine. Like I, you know, sure. I, I that's the kind of safe like uh, game that's going to sell a bunch of copies that you know people like playing for a while. So yeah. I don't know, but I was super, super excited about the Bethesda show. There was quite a yep. few games that I was super excited about. And there were some ones that just came out of left field where I'm like, that looks interesting, but what exactly is this? Like, starting off, what is this Commander Keen mobile game? I'm familiar with Commander Keen, but this mobile I mean, game looks extremely odd, but also intriguing. Was it still a platformer? I missed this one. Uh, it didn't look like it. Okay, it's, that's it was hard to tell exactly what it was. It it, it looked kind of like maybe a puzzle platformer thing, strategic maybe. in some way. I don't know. It was extremely <laughs> odd, but it looked fun. I don't know. I'm um, willing to give it a try. I just want to mention that canonically, Commander Keen is like the the grandson of BJ Blazkowicz. Yeah, that is true. Uh, so. We are we are getting a Commander Keen that I guess they're the kids of the original <laughs> Commander Keen. Yeah, apparently the girl like is his twin sister. Yeah, so this is this is clearly tied into Wolfenstein Young Blood, which <laughs> Which uh, I'm they, also excited about. They by showed the way. off and it's coming out next <laughs> month me. and I'm very excited for Yes, um, me too. I mean, it's in the eighties. You're too Amazing women who are killing zombies. I mean, not zombies. That would be Nazis. hilarious. You Nazis. probably will kill Nazi zombies given the uh, heritage of the Wolfenstein franchise. Yeah. Probably. But uh, yes. It's a safe bet. <laughs> yes, I totally agree with that one. That one was good. Um, Deathloop looked really interesting as well. Yeah, Deathloop. Uh, From Arcane Leon. Looked correct? really cool. This is another. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and this is another uh, Arcane. In case you didn't know, the people who did Dishonored. Love uh, Dishonored. Uh, this is another time loop game. Uh, this is a bit of a trend. I think there was a third one. I think there were three different time loop games. I don't remember what those <laughs> I wonder if the same guy uh, pitched the but, game to a whole bunch of studios. This one, said, no, this one is interesting because it kind of it kind of felt like without the comedy aspect, but it kind of felt like Spy vs. Spy. It did. Where a it had like, it, it's basically two people who are stuck in a time loop together and they're constantly killing each other because they both seem to believe that killing the other person is the only way to get out of the time loop. <laughs> uh, That's funny. So it's just like, through several times throughout the cinematic trailer, it just kind of shows one of them just shooting the other one. Yeah. Uh, but it looks, it looks real cool. Uh, I'm, I'm a big fan of anything Arcane Leon does, so I'm definitely going to give it a shot. And pick that one up. Um, also, I mean, I haven't played Fallout 76 yet, but I'm kind of excited they're adding NPCs. That was a huge, you know, They're move continually there. adding more stuff to the game, trying to bring it around to where it's the game that people want rather than uh, the game that released. I mean, there was, from what it sounds like, there were just a bunch of bugs left and right. I didn't play it, so I can't confirm that. Um but NPCs added to it. I mean, that's kind of what made Fallout Fallout. And I think yeah, definitely. in order to have a Fallout 76, you know, game, it would be important to have these NPCs in here. So I think it's a smart addition and a good move on Bethesda's part. Um, yeah, Bethesda Studios. I don't know if you guys had any other opinions on that one, but that was my two cents on 76. Um, oh, yeah. The Battle Royale mode that they're adding, that was interesting. I guess they're trying to jump aboard that whole bandwagon there. Yeah, I feel like maybe that one they should have not done. Uh, I don't know. It's popular, <laughs> so it might bring people in. It's not going to bring me in. NPCs would. But, like, but part of the, the big deal with the modern, and by modern I mean Fallout 3 and onwards, was the VATS combat, right? Yeah. And how how will that really work in competitive multiplayer play? I don't really know. I think that's out them, now. So... Oh, actually the go home and Battle check Royale? Yeah, I think, I think so. so. I had to double check that information. Yeah, I think it like just launched. It, I think what it is is it's like a beta. <clears throat> like have like a beta available. Uh, that okay. seems more likely. 
Um, uh, but, sorry. It, but that's kind of one of those things where it's like an add-on that nobody asked for, <laughs> I guess. Yeah, but yeah, most likely. Something that everybody asked for. More demon killing. Yeah! <laughs> they showed up more Doom Eternal, gave Ex. it a release date, which is coming out in November, November 22nd. So excited. And it looks so rad. And yes. so much more, like, there was so much going on. Like, do, if you have not played the most recent Doom game, I highly recommend it. The, the combat in that just feels so good. Yes. And this one looks like there's just so much more going on. They were juggling between shooting so many different things and swapping between like lots of weapons. Uh, what's cool is they seem to be pushing back more towards old school, like arcadey aspects to it with mm-hmm. like very glowing green power ups and stuff for you to pick up. Uh, one thing I noticed that they didn't really give any info on, not the trip, not the demo thing. Is there was like a corruption meter in the corner? Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, I wasn't that. sure if that was like <clears throat> demonic corruption of the player player character, or if that was just an indicator of how many right. enemies there were in the area <laughs> or what. But yeah, well, the good thing is they said that they're going to be talking about more information on Doom Eternal during QuakeCon. So That's hopefully, what, whenever July, we... isn't it? Yeah, so it's coming up soon. So I'm assuming we'll probably have another podcast after QuakeCon, and we're gonna have to discuss about that. To Beyond the point, that, if you're gonna be at QuakeCon, so will we. We're gonna have a mini arcade there that will hopefully be open 24 hours. I'm not 100 sure on that yet. We're still working but on we'll the details. See. To the point that they are temporarily calling it DoomCon because it is also <laughs> it is also the 25th anniversary of. Doom, I believe right? so. Yeah. I mean, that seems like a pretty apt name then. I'm super excited, though, because I used to work for id, and um, shortly before I left, I can't really give too much information out because NDAs and all that, Um, but it was cool because I saw some of the concept art for Doom Eternal, and it's just magical to see that come to life now, like when the trailer came out. I was like, I remember seeing this as little (laughs) sketches, and look, it's like babies all grown up now, off killing demons. (laughs) Also... It wasn't entirely clear on what his role was, but there was a godlike figure in the trailer. So maybe <laughs> you kill God. Maybe God is telling you to kill uh, demons. Who knows? <clears throat> but there certainly was like uh, some sort of, you know, glowy, uh, white glowing man. <laughs> Can't say anything. Sitting on a throne. Um, this girl is silent. So that's exciting. But uh, do you want to? <laughs> talk about uh, the other big thing. Yes! Oh my gosh! So, Ghostwire <laughs> Tokyo. Super, super, super excited. And can we talk about how adorable Akumi Nakamura is? Like, we have to protect her <laughs> with our lives. You don't understand. Protect this woman. She was clearly the right choice to uh, introduce this game. I missed so the original excited. trailer, so I watched it right beforehand at Steph's insistence. Yes. And the game looks great, and the presentation was hilarious. She was just so... It was real enthusiasm that you don't really get to see at E3. Most of them is like a script that they practice. They know the words, like, back and forth, which isn't necessarily a bad thing if you're not a natural talker in discussing Mm -hmm. of your projects. Those are the things that people certainly latched on for this year's E3, is just, like, people being genuine. Yeah. You could tell she was excited to be in charge of this project and working on it and so proud of what the team has done so far. Which, that that is what we need more in video games. Yes. Like, it really looked good. Yes. Like the the thing about Ghostwire is so uh, for those who don't know, Akumi Nakamura is basically the protege of uh, Shinji Mikami, who created Resident Evil and he did Evil Within, and it's the same studio who did Evil Within. It's their next game, so it's a horror game uh, where people are basically disappearing uh, all over Tokyo and you don't know why. And there's, uh, something going on with spirits and you can control them or something. As you watch the trailer, it's much like playing evil within, uh, where it's like, it starts out and you're like, Oh, okay. People are disappearing. That's kind of interesting. And then as the trailer goes on, there's like more and more weird stuff. And you're like, well, what's going on? This is really cool. (laughs) It was Uh, a neat trailer. (laughs) Like the evil within games, I, I think are highly, underappreciated agreed uh they got they did pretty good critically but they didn't sell very well uh when you i still haven't played the second one i really really want to uh but the first one it's like you start it and it 
it's like the most stereotypical horror game ever survival horror game in the beginning but, but as you, you play it that, yeah. as you play it it just gets weirder and weirder and there's a reason it gets weirder but it just like gets real gets weirder and more interesting and more interesting and and that was that's all i say that's what it was like watching the ghostfire tokyo <laughs> trailer because it's like as it went on it just got weirder and more interesting so i mean i'm pretty excited I just like game. new IPs too. It's exciting. Yeah. It's something you don't expect. I mean, it's not the safe route. It's not, you know, Elder Scrolls Six. It's not a new Fallout. <laughs> I mean, it's not to say that those franchises are bad. I love them, but it, new IPs are exciting. It's just something new. It brings in a whole bunch of new fans that I don't know they weren't originally expecting. Well, that's pretty much it for Bethesda. Yeah, I agree with that. Those were the ones I definitely wanted to discuss. So after that, they had uh, Devolver Digital had their art show. That's always um, a thing. If you've not seen a Devolver <laughs> Digital press conference, they've done three. It's uh, a, they it's a have thing. continuity. Uh, and it, it's a work of art, really. Um, but they, held, they didn't have very many announcements this year. Uh, it was about four things. Uh, there's the Devolver bootleg collection, which is available now, which is just like demake versions of eight of their games, like Left Riser and Ape Out and stuff. Um, there's new DLC for The Messenger, which is their like Ninja Gaiden style game that came out recently. Um, and then they had an announcement for the next Griffin Aerotech game. <laughs> uh, they're the people who did Sky Cursor, which you can play at free play. Uh, it's a light gun game. Obviously, since it's arcade related, we're going to talk more about that in, in yeah, more got, detail in a later podcast. we got some stuff to say. Podcast. Looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, but for me, like, the biggest thing was Fall Guys, which, <laughs> like, wasn't a big thing at first because when you first see the trailer, it's just, like, a bunch of these cutesy little guys, like, running down an obstacle course and falling down. And mm-hmm. there's a number that counts down from 99, so clearly it's some sort of Battle Royale thing. And I wasn't that interested till I watched a more detailed... Uh, interview and demo on Twitch later. Right. And so apparently the in, the heavy inspiration for this game is the obstacle course style shows like MXC, uh, Most Extreme Elimination Challenge and mm-hmm. things like that where it's like people falling into water and getting knocked down by <laughs> things. So what it is is it is kind of a battle royale thing but, but instead of it being 99 people in a big area and it slowly goes down to one, what it is is like you get 99 people or 100 people or whatever and uh, you play a series of like three minute long mini games. Huh. So it's like a Battle Royale Mario Party kind of, or a Battle Royale WarioWare. I can get and behind they, that. They showed off some of the ones, and they are very much like those obstacle course style things. Like they have one where you run along an area and there's a bunch of doors mm-hmm. and you have to pick a door and certain ones are actually, the door is just a wall. So you have to try to bust through the wall and either you pick the right one or you didn't and then you fall down. Or they have ones where it's like you're running up a mountain and there's all these balls coming down and, and things spinning. So it's like an obstacle course type thing. So it is very different from a lot of the other Battle Royale type stuff. And you can also grab like other players and try to mess them up and nice. things like that. So. That could be really fun. Yeah. Um, so which one? So that was the end of that night. And then I think the next morning started off with Ubisoft. Is that correct? The PC. Oh, sorry. PC yeah. gaming yeah. show. Um, that's why I forgot. I was busy doing work <laughs> and I missed a good portion of the PC gaming show. Um, <coughs> except the one thing I did catch from the PC gaming show while I was doing some work what, that I'm super excited about is Telling Lies, which is the new game from the company that made Her Story, which I was really about. I mm-hmm. loved that game. I'm interested to see... Or they're taking Telling Lies. Yeah, I, I think it'll be interesting. Her story was a very good game. Um, Didn't uh, play that one. So. <laughs> oh, you should. I'm pretty sure it it's was pretty a, steep, uh, cheap on Steam. It was an, check it, out. it was kind of an indie darling in 2017. I yeah, think it was two years it ago was now. it was about 2017. That sounds right. Yeah. The other the other big thing from the, key, uh, from the PC show uh, is they announced that they're doing a Baldur's Gate 3. That was a pretty big deal. Uh, yeah, it is a big deal. Which it, what, I would never have thought that other like proper Baldur's Gate was coming yeah. out. And it's being done by Larian, who did uh, Divinity Original Sin, which was a good game. So mm-hmm. it's it, it's in good hands. And they're, uh, related to that, there is a module coming out for actual tabletop huh. D&D that acts as a prequel. I missed that. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. So, so that's cool. Wizards is actually apparent, I guess, working pretty closely to tie in with this in the tabletop game. And a little while ago, not this is an E3 announcement, but related, they did announce that they're do, bringing all those 
the definitive collections of the various like Baldur's Gates and Neverwinter Nights and Icewind Dales to consoles. Oh, so nice. there's going to be you can play them on your Switch and stuff. So Ooh. that's pretty cool. Like all the Infinity Engine games are really great. I had a lot of fun playing them back when they were coming out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking forward to that. Another thing for the PC gaming show, Shinmu 3. So I never thought that Shinmu 3 was going to announce it all. And then it did. And I'm like, oh, yay. Uh, Shinmu kind of killed Sega as a uh, console developer among a few other decisions. But for a long time, Shinmu, I can't remember if it was the first or the second one, one of them was the most expensive game ever made until one of the Grand Theft Autos finally surpassed it. But it... The second one. Yeah. Well, it looks... It looks like Shinmu 2 in 2019 is the only way they can really explain it. <laughs> like, they're, they're playing Lucky Hit and everything, and I'm like, I, I don't know, guys. I think they actually I mean, announced they, that they during had, Limited Run, too, but we can get the, to that so later. So, what it is, is like, they showed off the game last year, I think, is when they first... Because they, they started the Kickstarter for Shinmu 3 at an E3, mm-hmm. I think, two or three years was, ago, 2016. It was several years ago. Like, um, it was... But yeah, I think they're like, did they actually have a release date? Like not a specific one, but like a general one? Uh, It it was supposed to come out in August. They pushed it back to November 19th of this year. Yeah. So it's it's coming out post haste at this point. Yeah. So that that is related to not a specific, not technically an E3 press conference, but they did during E3 is limited run announced Mm -hmm. all the games that they're going to be releasing this year. And one of them is they're they're doing the physical release for Shinmu 3. Yeah. Uh, I'm probably going to take some sick days and We'll talk more about Limited Run later because there was a couple well, that, of cool things I wanted to talk about. That's them now, actually. So, oh, really? Yeah. Okay. They, so have, they, they, they were in between PC and Ubisoft. Okay, well, perfect. Um, so, yeah, obviously that happened with Limited Run and I'm super excited about Night in the Woods personally coming yeah. out because mm. I have a terrible, like, gaming PC. It's super old. Like, I think <laughs> it's almost, like, 10, 11 years old now. And yeah, it's just terrible. But anyway, so the fact that it's coming to like PS4 and Switch is super exciting. I can't wait to pick it up. Yeah, it's a very good game. And I'm very glad that it's getting a physical release for the reason that, you know, Limited Run is doing this. They have like a preserved copy because digital is just so ephemeral and easy to lose. Like 10 years down the line, it's going to be harder to. Yes. You're not necessarily going to have your digital collection, but you can bust out your physical stuff. So Exactly. Hence uh, why I still buy, you know, physical discs. They announced their final lineup of Vita games, uh, which is sad. It's yeah. basically going to be the last Vita games ever. <laughs> what I did find uh, interesting was that they announced a 3DS game, didn't they? Yes. Yeah, so they announced a collection of the games by Atui, which who did uh, Mutant Muds and some other stuff. There's like two Mutant Muds games. I never really got into their games, but I was excited by the announcement because it is also indicating that they're going to do other 3DS releases in the future. Right. So I'm excited for uh, maybe some of the other 3DS like digital only indie releases to to get physical versions. And then they announced announced, um, much like how they did a physical version of Night Trap, for the 25th anniversary of Corpse Killer and Double Switch, yeah. they are doing physical versions of those two other FMV games on uh, Sega Saturn. Which I've never Sega, played Sega, Sega Double CD, Switch, CD, but uh, I'm super excited. I want to give it a shot now. It had yeah. one of the Corys in it. So double really? so many of them in the du- double early Switch. 90s double Switch is like Night Trap style, basically, where you're just right. watching people and then you activate traps at the right time. Uh, but it's way way goofier um, <laughs> i like goofy that's and then, fun and then corpse killer is like should be a light gun game but you were playing it with a game pad uh, if memory service was a sega 30 uh sega cd32x version of corpse killer that did incorporate the light gun probably but, but i'm sure <laughs> most people just <laughs> did not have the light gun and played it with the game pad yeah uh, and then their biggest announcement with limited run was that they are teaming with lucasfilm games to re-release uh, a whole lot of classic uh, LucasArts stuff. Uh, they did not. They, they did not say this in the uh, show that they did, but I read it later. That includes the Monkey Island games. Yes. Oh, that's cool. Uh, I am super, super. They super focus just excited. on the Star Wars stuff, but it, all four Monkey Island games they're re-releasing. But I also found out later that I wasn't sure about because they only said that the first one was going to be Bounty Hunter, mm-hmm. uh, and that. They said that was going to be on PS4. I thought these were all going to be like, you know, <laughs> PS4, modern console things. Right. No, they're pretty much all re-releases of the on the original 
for consoles. So like they're doing TIE Fighter and X-Wing, which are really big, uh, awesome games and Dark Forces, but they're re-releasing them as physical PC versions, which is oh, kind of uh, weird. <laughs> Interesting. Uh, but also weird, they're re-releasing uh, Star Wars Episode One Racer and Shadows of the Empire on <laughs> Nintendo 64. Yeah, I'm curious where how they're going to make a Nintendo 64 cartridge, but I don't I mean, know. It's not my specialty, so maybe it's does easy. This, though. I mean, earlier this year, or maybe last year, they were releasing uh, Mega Man 2 and Mega Man X. They released Street Fighter 2 a year before then. Hmm. Uh, well, so Mega Man 2 release was 8-bit. It was 8-bit? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought it was Limit huh. Rock for some reason. Interesting. Well, if people can still manufacture cartridges, it's just... Why would you? Yeah. And the answer is because you can sell them for hundred dollars. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's that's fair. That's fair. So then we get into Ubisoft. <laughs> Sorry, I got excited. Um, mostly Ubisoft, because I saw and was not that interested. They, they you didn't like Helen the Granny. Well, okay. So overall, <laughs> overall, Ubisoft was real boring, yeah, was which was surprising of- oh. because Ubisoft is normally real bonkers. I think the reason for that was just because. They had so many Tom Clancy games announced back to back to back to back to back, whereas they should have spaced them out. Um, (coughs) And I'm sure there's lots of people who are excited about the Tom Clancy games. It's not my style, um, but I know a lot of people who do like them. Although I will admit that dog who came up on the show for one of the Tom Clancy games was adorable. And the puppy is part of that holy trifecta of E3. The Punisher came out with a dog. Yes. <laughs> Super cute puppy. And talked about a Tom Clancy game and nobody listened because they were looking at the dog. Because it was adorable. Yeah, that was is nice actually dog. That's the only thing I remember from that. <laughs> that Agreed. is actually one of his, so that actor apparently has rescued several dogs. So that's actually one of his rescue dogs. Oh, Aww. that's nice. Um, but yes, yeah, so uh, Helen, the hacker granny. Yes. Uh, they started <laughs> off with a big gameplay demo of the next Watch Dogs, which people knew was going to be set in London. Mm-hmm. And indeed, the demo starts out with the most stereotypical Jason Statham sounding guy mm-hmm. uh, ever and they do some watchdoggy stuff and then the guy dies and, and then, it said permadeath yes, on there which so, that's when it caught my attention right. I was like wait so, what? So Watchdogs Legion uh, is actually going to be basically you are controlling a hacker collective and you can switch between different characters and so if somebody dies they're dead which uh, a good comparison is a game that nobody really played zombie U on with the Wii U, Wii U. Yeah, yeah the watch title that was fun I like that one so <laughs> but it's just like you can switch between these characters they're gonna have different skill sets uh, I assume that their dialogue is between each other is not going to be as specific as that demo. No, probably uh, not. Uh, but but it looked cool. Uh, certainly much cooler than Watch Dogs 1, which was not good. Uh, but <laughs> the I big heard. thing that people liked was that after that guy died, they switched to an old lady who not only pulled out a little droid at one point and tased some guys and like had a gun and beat people up like with vault, a cane or something. Vaulted I can't remember. over. She like vaulted over uh, uh, some bars at one point. And remember, she's not old. She's a retired assassin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> she's red. <clears throat> exactly. But yeah, no, that uh, the new Watch Dogs actually looks cool, and that maybe maybe Watch Dogs I actually play. I'm gonna give Watch Dogs a chance, mostly because I want an entire army of Helens, of old ladies taking over London. I dig it. Let's do it. That um, was pretty much it for Ubisoft. Nothing else was yeah. all that all that interesting. It was a bunch of Tom Clancy stuff. They had it. They of course had just dance and they had a bunch of people dance yeah i I did like how they celebrated i did like the fact that they celebrated (laughs) that it was the 10 year anniversary and i did find that interesting that it's also coming out on the wii not the wii u the wii that's that's where just dance is from so i don't think it's a bad idea i just found it interesting yeah well the wii has a much larger installed user base than the wii u and is forward compatible so it is but and this i read this later online and the reason why they also released it on the wii and i was like oh i didn't think of that but that's actually like a really good deal a lot of hospitals actually for physical therapy will use just dance to help um a lot of their patients help get stronger in their muscles while before they get released from physical therapy um and i think that's really cool to use the wii system and just dance to help you know patients get out of hospitals and get better with just dance just dance isn't really my style i was kind of more team dance central but 
I think that's awesome. People are found a way to use video games even in the healthcare system to get better. Mm-hmm. I thought that was awesome. Um, even though I probably won't pick it up because it's not my type of thing. But awesome nonetheless. All right. Um, well, Square's yes. presentation was really good. Uh, there was the obvious Final Fantasy VII, which if not for Cyberpunk, I would say was the game that I was most interested in. There were legit tears and screaming when I was watching it. Yeah, I, I'm so they, excited. They've done more to reveal more characters and more about the plot. I still think that uh, turning one game into multiple games is kind of—I don't know. Well, you have to take a look at how big the original yeah. Final Fantasy VII the was. Amount of assets in the game versus versus how easy it was to make stuff back then versus how hard it is to make stuff today. I mean, I, I definitely see why it takes so long to make games, why they're so expensive. But it feels like. I mean, are they going to make a singular game that's going to come out and feel like a one-game experience with the first one? They were unclear about that, which I need more information on that. But what they did make clear was that, I don't know if this is going to be for the initial release that's going to be coming up here in about just shy of nine months, or if um, this is for the game as a whole. But they did say it's going to be like two Blu-ray discs worth of content, which... A lot That's of data. A yeah. lot of content, if you ask me. A lot. So you're definitely getting your money's worth out of this. Or it's just a lot of high resolution cinematics. That's it. Which there is for. That to be the case, but it might be. Uh, Final Fantasy VIII remaster coming yes, out. Yes, let's talk about that. So um, I was, I was, I was more excited by that just because of how little Final Fantasy VIII has gotten attention over the years. Like, like It doesn't get enough love, like, to be well, honest. And like how little it's been available, really, right? They like put it on PS1 Classics, but apart from that, it's not had an HD remaster. It's not had a re-release since 1999. Mm-hmm. So There was the PC port back then and yeah. the original port. The port that's pretty though. much it. You could continue to buy the game at stores like Walmart or Target that were keeping the PlayStation greatest hits in stores until like 2005 or six. That sounds about right. But... Um, yeah, it's been a while since Final Fantasy VIII has had any sort of anything. Uh, I expected it to get announced the year after Final Fantasy VII Remaster came out, but instead nine came out to your oh pleasure. for the um yeah I know what yeah. you're talking about right. Uh, so recently there was a, a soundtrack for Final Fantasy VIII release that did not include the uh, the Eyes on Me song by. Mm-hmm. Uh, Fei Wong? Yeah, I believe that's correct. And so supposedly the reason that they couldn't get Final Fantasy VIII to come out before, like now, was just specifically that they didn't have the rights to the song. Which makes sense. I I guess. If I was Square, as big of a company as I am now, if I ever use a song, I would make sure that I owned all rights to it. Well, the music industry as a whole is complicated. So, and, And then you have to throw the video game industry on top of that, which is already complicated. And it's just a mess. But... I am super happy they managed to pull this all together and work things out because mm-hmm. Eyes on Me is such an essential part of Final Fantasy VIII. Like, that just stands out so much. And can I just say the remastered looks absolutely beautiful. They zoomed in on one shot for sure of both Squall and um, Irving, I believe is his name, or Irvine. I can't remember how they pronounced it. Irvine or Irvine. I don't know. I've never yeah. heard it spoken. Um, But anyway, like, they look so much better. And they yeah, showed they it, like, in actual battle combat. So mm-hmm. you know it's not, like, a cutscene. Where it's not, you know, the jumbly messed up They redrew everything and it looks great. It looks beautiful. Um, Um, But probably the biggest shocker, I think, during the Square Enix conference, and I don't know if you guys wrote this down, was the Avengers where they talked about that? Yeah, that is a game that I definitely feel should have come out last year. I agree. Like before the first Infinity War movie. And it kind of reminds me of... uh, so Capcom had the rights to uh, Marvel for briefly to make uh, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 and Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3. Mm-hmm. And they released within like a six-month window of each other, or eight months. And during the actual launch window of the Avengers movie, if they would have released Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate version then, I think it would have sold like gangbusters. But instead, nothing was released because Ubisoft canned their Avengers tie-in video game that was supposed to come out at that point. So, not only do you not get an Avengers game, but you also uh, hurt the sales of the the fighting game because, you know, people had just bought the original one. Yeah, and who knows? I don't really know all the um, drama that went on behind Square Enix on making this Avengers game, or I guess technically Crystal Dynamics is the one who's working on this, correct? Mm -hmm. Um, Who knows? Maybe they couldn't get the actors from the current movie 
<clears throat> to come in and play their, you know, roles. I know that was a very common complaint that I saw on the internet. And, I mean, it didn't really bother me so much, but I did see a lot of people complain about that. Well, so it's, I mean, it's it's, it's, its own universe, its own storyline, like, and the designs are a little different. You know, Thor has his chest circles. Uh, <laughs> but they also are very obviously heavily inspired by the Oh, MCU. yeah, for sure. Uh, but, I mean, it's a big AAA game, so it's probably going to be good, at least to some degree. Mm-hmm. Um, and... Uh, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it could be fun. It's, it is just weird timing. It's weird timing to it have is. like a game that focuses on the you know OG Avengers, heavily inspired by the MCU when they're moving on to the next generation. Right. And but I don't know. I, I did read a thing that Annette, where they said that the who the villain is going to be and it's Taskmaster. Huh. Uh, supposedly he's going to be a new villain coming in fourth and Marvel movies. So that makes sense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're... He's a cool character. Yeah. So Nintendo's show... Uh, I have a few uh, other right, things. Oh, I'm sorry. Square. Um, they showed off a trailer for a game called Outriders. Oh, yeah, uh, that looked really cool. Which, uh, it looked neat. They didn't get me as pumped as, like, you know, Deathloop or... Uh, Ghostwire, mm-hmm. but it is the sort of thing where it's like, okay, I want to know more, and it, right. especially since it looks like it's going to be co-op, uh, and I always want more co-op stuff. Uh, they are doing a remaster uh, of one of the Saga games, mm-hmm. Scarlet saga Grace three. Ambitions, and um, then there and and, and uh, Romancing Saga, a, a port of Romancing Saga three. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, that. Well, I was surprised by, because normally we don't get very many Saga games. Well, they released (laughs) Saga 2 Remastered on PlayStation 4, what, a year ago? And that was really cool. That's probably the best game in the franchise. It's a really wild SNES game. Saga is really weird. Um, Most people who have played it, played it as Final Fantasy Legend uh, or Final (laughs) Fantasy Legend 2. Those are both technically Saga games. That's why in one of them you <clears throat> kill God at the end with a chainsaw. Did that so game sell better than uh, Sucker Frontier on the PlayStation 1? Because remember for a while the score was pushing that. It had commercials and stuff. I don't know. Um, and then they have War of the Visions, which is like a smartphone game with that's like seems to be heavily tired by Final Fantasy Tactics. So that looks interesting. It did. It looked pretty interesting. Um, the Dragon Builders 2, not my thing again, but it did look really cool, and I know a lot of friends are going to be super excited about that one. I thought that was cool. Um, or sorry, that was um, Square Enix. Yeah, so last up is Nintendo. Yeah, Nintendo. <laughs> they had a great showing. Yes, I mean, there was, there was stuff that I was expecting that I got and was happy to see, like the Link's Awakening remake. Uh, yes. I've been playing through the Game Boy Color port on... Uh, on GameCube Game Boy Player recently, and it's been a great game. Uh, I played it, you know, I was in fourth grade. It's been a long time since yeah, then. I'm so excited I'm really about Luigi's Mansion Three. Oh I mean, yeah, it looks pretty cool. Which will have co-op and Gooigi. Yeah, Gooigi. Let's do this. We'll see if he ends up in Smash Bros. before uh, uh, Waluigi. Right, I, that'd be cool. There was a, there was a. Banjo-Kazooie joining Smash Brothers was yeah, kind of surprising to me. Banjo-Kazooie and Dragon Quest Hero. Yeah. That one doesn't surprise me as much. The the, the Luminary or whatever, like, I mean, the Dragon Quest got announced for Well, so it's Switch, like, so. it's every Dragon Quest Hero. It's just costume changes, but oh, it's, cool. it's every main character. Play Eric, fantastic. Nice. Uh, they showed <laughs> off some more Link's Awakening. Yeah. Uh, which, and by the way, there will be an Amiibo. Of course there will be. <laughs> Why wouldn't there be? <laughs> an adorable little Link's Awakening Amiibo. Uh, speaking of adorable, they didn't. I don't think they showed this at the original uh, Nintendo showing. It was much later. For the Pokemon Sword and Shield, there's a new Pokemon called Wooloo. Yamper. Oh. Yeah, Wooloo is amazing too. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I thought you were going I there. I freaking love Wooloo. Oh, that could be in its own podcast. Uh, Yamper, a corgi Pokemon, and it has a heart huh. on its butt. How adorable! Controversial is that? opinion. I think Yamper looks dumb. Get out. Get out. He looks. Oh no. He looks just so. He looks like a parade balloon. Get out. Look at him. He looks like a parade balloon. 
put the heart on the butt. I get it. <laughs> he just looks so... Uh, okay, fine. <laughs> we'll move on to something we can all agree with, which Breath of the Wild sequel. Breath of the Wild sequel? I mean, Breath of the Wild is one of the best-selling games on well, yeah. the platform and for Nintendo, and it moved a bunch of consoles and was a great game, and everyone loved it. So I'm unsurprised, yet very happy that it's coming. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think that's really all that I can say about Zelda's that. Zelda's short hair looks so cute. I love it. Uh, yeah, it also looks like they might be leaning into the like the Zelda horror. Yeah, stuff, which so. I'm all for. I think that's a very interesting you know turn to take, and I mm-hmm. think they could explore a whole lot more stuff with Ganon that way. Um, I'm still excited for Fire Emblem Three Houses. Of course. Still excited for Cadence of Hyrule. Neither of those were new, but... If Cadence of Hyrule has fast tempo songs, I think it'll be fun. But everything in the demo looked like it was just too slow. And I, I feel like I want to play more... I want to hit more buttons that that game's going to allow me to play. I could be wrong on this one, though, and I hope that I am. Um, uh, we saw more of Astral Chain, which looks cool. That's the next game from Platinum. Right. Uh-huh. Uh... They showed off the new Animal Crossing a little. That's yeah. going to make so many of my friends happy. Uh, they love Animal Crossing. It's coming out now March 2020. I believe so, yes. I found Animal Crossing, the original, would be a great game to play when I'm trying to take a nap because I'll play right. for a little bit and just kind of fall asleep and it works out really well. That's kind of how I felt with Harvest really Moon relaxing. back in the day. Yeah. They, uh, they announced No More Heroes 3. Yes. Yes. Uh, a Dark Crystal... Tactics game. That, that was surprising. There's, it's a tie-in, I guess, tie-in with the, the Dark Netflix series. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm happy about that. Panzer Dragoon. So I'm sitting there trying to write a document, and I hear the fanfare trumpets, and I immediately recognized it. Yeah, I remember you put down your stuff and <laughs> lean over to my laptop. You're I like, got, what is that? I got really, is that Dragoon? I got really <laughs> excited at first because I thought it was... A new one? A new one. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'm perfectly happy for a, a high-fidelity remaster mm-hmm. of the original Saturn games. Yeah. Uh, supposedly they lost the source code to Azel the RPG. Aww. So I don't expect to see that at the very least anytime soon, but who knows. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I'm really happy about Panzer Dragoon showing up and looking so good. It actually was announced a while ago and I'd forgotten about it, so I got to be surprised twice now. Nice. <laughs> uh, also interesting uh, note, <laughs> both Wolfenstein, Youngblood, and Doom Eternal will be on Switch, which is pretty cool. Uh, All right. I was surprised by that. And I actually wasn't, due to the last Doom came out on the Switch. Yeah. Um, and I remember at the time that was quite shocking when they first announced Doom was coming to the Switch. So because of the success of Doom on the Switch, I'm not overly surprised that um, Doom Eternal's coming there, too. I'm excited about it. Don't get me wrong, though. I think it's going to be a fantastic game. And we're finally getting an official English release of the sequel to Secret of Mana. Second yes. Nintendo 3. Yeah. Uh, we are getting two. <laughs> They're doing Collection of Mana, which collects several mana games and is going to include the original. And they're doing a remake, which they are calling Trials of Man. I am hoping that I enjoy it as much as I did before playing the emulated version. Time will tell. Uh, yeah, I played Secret of Mana recently and thought that it wasn't quite as fun as I recalled. But either way, the mana games always look gorgeous and they have a great soundtrack every time. So, Yeah. Uh, anything else? Uh, yeah, I have a uh, few quick things that weren't in press conferences. Mm-hmm. One thing uh, we should mention, in case you didn't watch E3 and you didn't know, you might have noticed we didn't talk about something. That's because Sony was not there yeah. at yeah. all, they which is very anything. odd. Not a, they, they didn't just not have a press conference. They didn't have a booth. And they haven't been dropping odd. trailers during E3 or anything. <clears throat> uh, it's It's weird. I mean, ultimately, it just means we'll get information for those games when they come out. Yeah, some of with- their other companies that are making stuff for Sony, though, however, did have some news. Like, right. for example, Atlas was there, and they did announce the official release date for uh, Persona 5 Royale, which I will be picking up, of course, right. because I love Persona 5, and that, could, again, could also be a podcast on its own, why, how much I love it. Um, and with the PS5 kind of looming, I expect for Sony to have a specific Sony-centric event later on this year. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, and there was no more information on the Mega 10 game that's supposed to be coming on Switch. I was disappointed by that. Uh, They announced a TurboGrafx-16 slash PC Engine (laughs) Mini. Uh, They haven't shown off very many games for it yet. So far, the games they've announced are good games, but they're not super rare games. But if they add some rare stuff to it, then it'll be a good buy because then you can save a lot of money. Yeah, and I love Turbo stuff, so I'm going to get one even though... I don't know if it'll be 
Um, they, I don't know, it'll be great though. They've shown off Metal Wolf Chaos XD. Uh, <laughs> so that is actually going forward now with an actual English release that's been out in Japan. If you've not played Metal Wolf Chaos, it is a mech fighting game where the fictional president fights against the evil fictional vice president in mechs. What? Was that uh, it is a Japanese by, Xbox game? It, yeah, it was on oh, Xbox. Yeah. It is by From Software. Huh. Uh, that game seemed awesome. It is amazing. The voice acting and story are amazing. And it's actually a pretty fun game. So we're getting a, a remaster of it. Nice. And Skatebird. 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 Uh, all just, they started the Kickstarter during E3. It's got in a little bit of co- coverage during E3. It is a skating game where you are a bird skating around. They're it plays like a skating sp- game, but it's basically like a little sparrow on it. It's adorable. You can go on the Kickstarter, watch the video, and there's a demo you can play right now. Yes, yeah. I've seen some YouTubers already like cover to Skatebird, and it's a kind of fun to watch. <laughs> it looks like it could be a fun game once when they work out all the kinks. Yeah. All right. well, anything else? No, that's it. All right. Well, all in all, there's a bunch of new stuff. There's not everything we expected, but I thought it was really interesting to watch all the trailers and things. Overall, so. I think I could easily give all the conferences as a summary, like. B plus probably. Yeah. There's a lot of good games. It was a much more subdued E3 than previous years. <laughs> but I really enjoyed it. I thought overall there was at least something in every show that I found kind of interesting. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in and hope you enjoyed our podcast. We'll be back. I don't know when with Soon. another topic. Soon. <laughs>